0: Hello and welcome to Rocketpod. I hope you've all enjoyed the first few episodes of series one. We've got a huge amount left in store for you, including conversation with world-class speaking coaches, number one best-selling authors, and the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Of course, my name is Harry Damon, and I'm joined today by James Cuss and producer Peter Haynes. And for today's episode, I'm bringing on the mic, Rose Dyson. Now, Rose Dyson is the founder of Pure Cosmetics, a good friend of mine, and in 2018 was named as the UK's most promising teen CEO. Rose joins us now. Good morning, Rose. How you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you guys?
0: Yes, all good, thank you. Um, so, Rose and I go back a few years now when we met through a competition called the Chancellor Wise 20 Under 20. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring Rose on the Rocky Pod today is because she's got an awesome story and how she started her first business, Pure Cosmetics, at literally 15 years old, where she created a small lip balm product in her kitchen and now has scaled and grown this business to UK wide. Um so Rose, can you start us off by giving our audience a quick background and give us a little bit of a taste of your story?
1: Yeah, sure. So um it's been quite um It has a nice little story to it. So I was 15 at school, I was in the first year of GCSE, so year 10, and I was the kid at school that got involved with everything. Um, Everyone kind of thought it It was quite geeky at the time, and I think friends in school think quite differently now, (laughs) but um, I was walking into school one day and I saw a poster on the wall saying Enterprise Challenge, and um, I thought that's pretty cool, wonder what that's about. I don't have any family own family members who have businesses or entrepreneurs, I've got no, no background to that whatsoever. Um, so I thought mm, that's pretty cool, let's see what it's about, so I went to the little meeting for it and um, the base of the competition, it was just a local competition against the schools in the area um, in Barnsley and it was to start a business with £25 for six months, see how it goes, see if you can get something going, take it off. Um, I thought that's pretty cool and I thought what can my idea be? Um, I was a shopping mad <laughs> obsessed teenager, I loved going to the shopping centre at the weekend um, with my friends, I was also quite keen at watching YouTubers as you do when you're 15, um, the girls that were, the YouTubers that were talking about ethical products, um, ethics behind stuff and everything like that really interested me and um, so when I went to buy these products in my shopping centre, they all had a really extortionate Premium price tag that my pocket money as a 15 year old just could not stretch to, so um, I was kind of forced to buy the products that were not with the values that I wanted, Um, and I just thought that's a really big issue. And I asked my friends, "Do you think this is an issue as well? Do you think this is something we need to change?" And they said, "Yes, definitely. It would be great to be able to buy and really ethical products at an affordable price point that we can access." So it's all about accessibility, pura. So I. decided to give it a go and um, started making products in my kitchen at first, my mum's kitchen and um, started my own natural cruelty free vegan plastic free lip care brand and started with just lip care products because I didn't want to stretch too far at first. Um, So just still all these years later, it's still just with the two products and um, we've just perfected it and got really, really, really well known for what we do and um, what we do best.
0: So, so you really, as a 15 year old had that problem, which was the extortionate prices of lip care products and then created a solution, which was a much more affordable, vegan, all that sort of thing, plastic free alternative that your demographic, your age group and your target audience would be much more appealed to. Um, so you started with this enterprise challenge now. That was one competition that you took part in. Now you've taken part in a huge amount of competitions and won a lot of awards. Now, would you be able to touch on maybe a couple of these awards, actually touch on the TransferWise 20 under 20 and share with the audience a little bit about that journey with that competition?
1: Yeah. So we, that's how we met, wasn't it? Um, so, um, it was 2018, um, I just finished A-levels, um. And we got um I got approached to enter the TransferWise Wise 20 under 20 competition. So TransferWise RA, um they're Europe's most valuable fintech company. Um so it's all about transferring money online um abroad, um, a discounted rate, I think. Um yeah, um it's quite techy. Um I'm not the most techie person in the world, but um yeah, it's all about transferring money abroad um really easily and Transactions are really quick. Um, and Tava, who co-founded TransferWise, was also the first ever employee of Skype. So he is, has an exceptional wealth of experience um, in the field. And um, they put on a 20 under 20 competition um, where they were basically searching for the top 20 entrepreneurs across the country who they think are the most promising. Um, and I made it onto the list, so as did you, Harry. <laughs> We all met up in London, and then we found out that the judges, who included the likes of the CEO of Deliveroo, Will Chu um, and lots of really big names um, who were judging the competition, they were selected the top five to go to um, Estonia, where, where Tarvit's from and where Chancellor Wise started in their office and handling offices there. And I basically made it into top five, um, which was great. Um, we went to Estonia, pitched to Tarvit, just had five minutes, um, five minute pitch, five minutes of questions um, with him. and um, Later that day, I ended up winning, which is amazing. And um, I won mentorship from Tava and the other judges in the competition, which is amazing. And also a 10,000 pound, no strings attached angel investment from him.
0: Now you spoke earlier about the Enterprise Challenge and these competitions. Now, all of these come down to a decision, whether it be a decision to enter, whether it be a decision to even start your cosmetics company at the beginning. And a lot of people generally will have an idea or want to do something but never actually make that decision to actually do it or start. So would you be able to maybe share what probably is the biggest decision that you've made so far and why?
1: Um, I definitely think taking the plunge to move into the premises so where we are now um, where I'm filming this from today um, it was a big at the time because we weren't as big as we are now it was quite a big decision because I had no work-life balance. It was literally everywhere you look in my house, there was products, there was stock, there was everything everywhere. And it was driving me and my mum insane, to be honest. Um, so having a little HQ where I can go to work and have that balance, which is great. I can take on staff, um, which we needed to do. Um, bring clients here, have somewhere to bring clients to, um, and they can see exactly what we do, which is amazing. Our whole supply is just business people in the area just showing where we go and um, how we do everything is amazing and obviously it was like increased costs for us um when you have premises it's a lot of responsibility um but taking that plunge was probably the biggest decision I made and I'm so glad I did and um, also the choice of deciding whether to go to university or not um but I just definitely knew um a year into A-levels um, I mean I fell out of love with education <laughs> to be honest I was really like I was very academic and I got quite you know got A's and A's at GCSE. Um, went to quite an academic sixth form and I just felt out of love. I just fell in love with business. Um, I got a C in business at A level, but I don't know how that happened. But obviously, it's a practical thing to do is amazing as well for the experience. And um, that was quite a big decision because I would have been like the first my parents not. My dad was quite keen for me to go to university and get a proper job. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have one of them. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that was quite a big decision as well. But I'm so glad that I just trusted my gut with everything I've done and just gone for it and given it 100
0: Yeah, and I think that's interesting in terms of your decision regarding university. And that you actually knew that you didn't want to go to university and that you found your passion for business. And that was the route you wanted to take, even though your family, your dad, um, were saying that you should go to university. And actually that decision of what to do after college is something that quite a lot of people do struggle with. For me, again, I went to look at a couple of universities, but I realized that I didn't want to do that, that that wasn't for me. Um, So you then decided to do that apprenticeship, which allowed me then to continue my business alongside. So I wanted to move on to my next question, which is around lessons. Now, could you share with the audience what is probably the biggest lesson that you have learned from your business journey so far?
1: Um. Every day is a lesson. (laughs) There's always a lesson every day. Um I think there's quite a few key things of it's quite a difficult question, but um having a really, really strong website, because it is your sort of storefront and place for the world, I guess, um to see. Um and having just I think the strength of the brand, how it can take a long time, but having a really good strength of brand and knowing what you stand for and having transparency and being super clear is like a very 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 big challenge that has took time but it helped we are getting there and I definitely think we're on the right track with that and um, I kind of guess I, I mean my website before the one we have now was very basic I was just explaining um to peter how it was i took the photos myself (laughs) it was very basic and obviously we are we do e-commerce but um so it's important to have a website but just in general having that really key feature um to a high standard as possible and keeping on top of that has been probably a really 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 strong thing and also social media and because of our target audience for the products being the younger generation sort of the 16 to 25 year olds that gen z category um, Having been able to speak to them really clearly through social media and um, communicate everything like that is probably one of the biggest, like, sort of one of the biggest building blocks, I say, of Pura. And um, all sorts of things, though, um, we've had disastrous, um, you know, we've had a, one year, I remember, when we tried to have some makeup bags made and it didn't go very well. <laughs> um, all sorts of stuff, just supplier problems. All sorts of stuff but um, yeah choosing the right supplier is again a big 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 part because it's your whole supply chain at the end of
0: the day yes and you'll be managing sort of that whole process and actually kind of to touch on that when you do start out in business especially when you're very first starting out you do have to do everything you're managing the accounts to fulfilling orders to like you said doing the photography would you be able to actually touch on that subject to maybe share how you manage that and how maybe it's changed from when you very first started out to where you are today
1: yeah you definitely have to be a jack of all trades to some degree i do feel still like a jack of all trades <laughs> i would definitely say obviously like i said I, w- I was doing everything from the sales to the marketing to bring social media to manufacturing the products myself and um, trying to deal with all that but the manufacturing side is a big big part um how i've kind of dealt with that is it has been quite difficult I'd say because obviously when i took on staff I was so used to doing everything myself and being mega busy all the time, which I love. I absolutely adore being busy. But having to sort of let go and delegate those tasks um, to them, I was, I mean, I was checking every single lip scrub that was made, <laughs> making sure they were perfect. I am such a perfectionist. <laughs> and that's probably what's got me here today in terms of the product's quality. Um, so I, I kind of think delegating and having to let go of, tasks and just i think i'm so glad i have done now obviously because we've got an amazing system and logistics going on here but at first I, to a degree i definitely i observe everything that goes on here um obviously and i do feel because it is your baby your business is your baby and um letting go is quite difficult obviously um but i'm so glad i have now and um, it took a bit of time but i'm more relaxed i really trust that uh, we've trained our staff up to be absolutely amazing Versatile as well in the jobs and Tessa can do, so um, I'm quite glad. Yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah, it is, it's quite <laughs> it's du- when it's yours, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's your little baby. You've grown like everything. You want to be perfect, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. It is your baby, and it's, it's it is your life. Like it, I definitely feel like it's, I do something for pure every single day. Uh, without fail, I'm always working, I always, I'm checking emails, you'd never stop, I don't think I've watched telly in the past couple of years, <laughs> but um, do you know what I mean, it's, um, it, it, you just do everything for it, and I think that's, it's the whole thing of being an entrepreneur and living and breathing the business, and um, that's definitely how I, I definitely fit into that category.
0: Yeah, and that you've found your passion, so probably most days don't actually feel like work for you, because you're doing something that you enjoy, something that you love.
1: No, it just feels like fun, it's always, I still feel in a way that I'm just doing that little project at school that I started on, just on a bigger scale, um, and it never, never feels like work, long island, but it's, it's, it's just fun, it's really
2: fun. Very inspiring listening to your story, so your um, Pure Cosmetics brand, you mentioned accessibility, which, which is a big part of what you were doing, um, and also you've kept things really simple. Um, so, can you comment around is is the accessibility piece going to stay with the brand um, and keeping it simple? Is this is this part of uh, why you think you've been um, successful?
1: Definitely, I, th- I always think about why Pura came about and how it, why it exists today, and it's definitely about being accessible for young people in terms of like suitability, so they're vegan friendly, vegetarian friendly, everything like that, um, and the price point um, it's the whole reason for why we exist. It's our entire purpose is to provide that ethical alternative at a really affordable price point, but also making it really fun. So if you go on our website and look at our social media, it's so vibrant and fun because when people think ethical and eco-friendly, they kind of think quite green, brown, and boring, etc. um, potentially a bit boring anyway. And, um, but I wanted to spin that on its head and um, make it really vibrant, fun and appealing to the target audience. So they we be really proud to be seen with our products. Um, yeah it's it's the whole point of why we exist and it'll always continue really transparent we do quite a bit of behind the scenes stuff on our social media so our customers can come into this journey with me and see the business grow and we really i'm really pleased that we've got some really 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 loyal customers that have been there right from the start and they've seen it grow um so definitely and with that as well we always talk to our customers and we, we do the lip care products today and that's what we've got really well known for and what we've dedicated all these time to getting the best um, we stuff we are looking to expand into other products but we will always do what they want um, we ask for what they want to see from us because there's no point if them um, just going off our heads um, so asking them their opinion on stuff yeah accessibility is everything we're about so it will always be that way because that's why we exist.
0: I'd like to take this moment to introduce to you our sponsor Flexi, the must have app to track and manage your subscriptions in one place. So most of us have multiple subscriptions nowadays for things like streaming services, gym memberships and food deliveries, these are great and take the hassle out of buying everyday products that we consume regularly, but it can be hard to keep track of them. That's where Flexi comes in handy, using super secure technology to connect your accounts to see all your subscriptions in a single dashboard, putting you in control of your spending. And what's more, Flexi's subscription marketplace allows you to discover new products you may love, or easy to pause, resume, or cancel in a swipe or two. So give Flexi a try, it's free to download from the App Store, or check out their website at www.flexiapp.uk, that's F-L-E-X-Y, app.uk. Back to the podcast. So you've spoken a lot about how your brand is ethical, it's sustainable, plastic-free, vegan, would you be able to touch on this subject and talk about whether this has been beneficial to you in your journey in building this brand?
1: Yeah, um, obviously, I don't think they are trends anymore. They are just lifestyle. This is how people sh- people should be able to have these options, um, especially, like I say, young people that are our target audience. Um, People, they are just going to be such crucial environmental issues that people need to know where they stand when they buy in products. Um, I think we are part of the generation now who really check the labelling on a product, and they want to know if it's cruelty free and, and the, where it comes from, etc. And um, so um, that has been a real. It was a. It was for me as being a young person in this sort of generation. It was an. In, it was just a stance that I had to take. I knew this was what people need to have. It, it definitely has benefited our brand. We can connect with customers who really care deeply about these issues. And um, it's it is a really important thing. And I mean if we as a small business are able to be plastic free and provide all these environmental benefits at the price point we can, why aren't the big corporates doing it? Why are they still using single use plastics, et cetera?
2: So, so actually that brings up a really interesting point. So um as far as obviously you're you're a you know, you're in business for for profit, um, but you're obviously a purpose led business um You know the no plastic, the vegan, all, all this thing, and then obviously even the accessibility piece, where you're actually providing a quality product for some of the folks that might not have the big budget for the, you know, for the big blockbuster brands. um If you had a choice between, I guess, the profit and the the no plastic, I mean, it, this is a an ethical dilemma, but I, I guess, yeah. So how do you view view the profitability piece um versus your your mission and purpose as a, as a business, because yeah obviously we, we could we know how some of the big corporates operate um but is there anything you want to comment about that because that's kind of a very interesting phenomenon
1: yeah um i definitely yeah so i mean we are definitely a purpose-driven brand um with a really strong core purpose obviously profitability at the end of the line is survival and how we're going to keep going so obviously it has to, it has to, it plays a big part but um we have been. We have kept things simple. And um, when it comes to our packaging, we use like glass, aluminium, um, which are quite reasonably priced materials. Um, for us. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it is quite. It is a dilemma. People think, is it all? Oh, are we not profit? Are we profit? Are we pur- We're just purpose led. Um, we are able to do everything whilst maintaining great profit margins for ourselves and keep the business going. Um, and keep. it. Yeah, keep it growing and growing and growing, um, which is amazing. And um, so I, I think I kinda think it's obviously it's the bottom line, which is important, but it is what we can provide and add value to customers and add value to people's lives. And especially the young people starting out their skincare kits, whatever, and their makeup bags, um, being able to provide them with a product that is safe for them to use on their sensitive skin that is affordable for them, um, which they know, is manufactured in a really responsible way and everything like that being able to provide that for young people that isn't really totally out there um at the minute the price for us is is our differentiator i guess um so yeah being able to provide that for them is a great great thing because that's what i couldn't have when i was younger so um yeah um it is it's a dilemma but it's it's important to be purpose-led commercial business yeah fantastic
2: And where do you see the business in three to five years time or maybe a three year mark, five year mark or or 10 years? I mean, I know it's kind of a long way, but what's your vision for your business?
1: Yeah, I mean, quarantine has been quite great because obviously we've all been able to take a slight step back and look at plans a bit more and have that time to um, fully look at where things are going, where things are leading. In three to five years, um, the aim is to be the number one provider of care products in the UK first, Conquer Home, um, reach as many consumers as possible here and um, build up our loyalty. Um, we are quite well known up north um, in this area, um, but at the minute we are exp- trying to just spread the word around the country um, and get really well-known in other parts of the UK, Northern Ireland and Ireland, I guess. Um, I would love to be like a household name, like when you instantly think of, what I go for lip there, go for this, but also just expand into other products and um, what our customers are wanting to see from us um, and be able to provide more alternatives that are eco-friendly and affordable for people. And then look to Europe and look to the rest of the world, I guess, um, Sporting um, again just reaching as many consumers as possible and being that household
2: name and um, that's the aim for us. That's a, that's a fantastic vision. So uh, another thing that, that's kind of um, I'm thinking about so um, the beauty industry from what I know, I mean, I'm not I'm not, not in the industry but what I've picked up at what I've picked up on uh, through my travels has been that it's quite a secretive um, industry and it's quite um, clicky it can be um, so and you also mentioned well the, the social media piece is obviously a big part of how you're you're doing your marketing. This transparency, it, do you, do you feel that, um, the world, that there's been a shift towards more transparency and the fact that you're, you're more comfortable talking about your brand, talking about your, your vision and not keeping things behind closed doors? Because I guess the social, plat- could you talk about the social media platform and how you engage your, your consumers, um, or your, your customers, sorry. Um, can you comment on, on that at all? Like, you know, do, do you see any changes in the industry?
1: Yeah, I definitely have. I mean, I, obviously, I've only been in the industry for a couple of years or so, um, but you can definitely see a shift that customers are demanding, consumers and customers are just demanding transparency. Now, it's just a given, they want to know the ins and outs of the products they're using on their face. Um, it's, it is a really crucial thing, so it's something we've always done um, and what we we agree customers are. Our number one priority they need to see what we are doing here and what what why we are different and why we are specialists at what we do and um, so yeah I think it is just customers demand it now um, and I think it's just gonna keep going and keep going and getting even more gritty um I guess and um, as the years go on and um, throughout this century I think um it is really important to be able to provide behind the scenes um, me as a founder answering any questions as the consumers and our customers followers etc may have um also working with influencers micro influencers who share the same ethics as us and um, they can you know they educate themselves on us before using our products as well and um, being able to provide that um the i mean the experiences of our other customers and who we work with everything like that um, yeah transparency is crucial and then um, we'll always be transparent
0: now i wanted to just rewind to go back to the kind of the beginning for you and when you created your first lip care product now there's probably a lot of people in the audience that either have just started a business or are considering starting a business now at 15 you made that decision to create your first lip care product now could you take us back to that moment and share with the audience what it was like to create your very first sort of product and start your very first small business,
1: yeah. So, I, I had 25 pounds, so obviously, I couldn't afford a website or anything like that. But as I do in the generation we live in, I instantly set up social media pages um, and got them all running. And um, obviously, didn't have a website, so I just sold made I think I made about 15 lip balms and um, a couple of lip scrubs and went to my old primary school Christmas fair and just had a table there and sold them. <laughs> I think I made about and I thought it was amazing <laughs> 40 pounds profit and I just thought oh, just turn 25 into 40 and then okay, keep going keep going I was like I'll put it back in make a bit more um and then I went to some other like little fairs in the area um at the local little market barn up the road I you just in there on my Saturdays and just sell and tell my story and um people loved it and I said every time I sold a product I would be like please do check us out on social media, let us know what you think, everything like that. And uh, I was just really confident with it and just thought I'm gonna give it a good go and um, see where this goes. And then eventually I did have the funds for a website, etc. and won the competition at school. And it was fantastic. And um, yeah, it just it was just literally from 15 little products in my kitchen. Um, which were not great, by the way, they were rubbish at the <laughs> and they weren't great formula at all. But people were willing to buy them and support me, which I'm really grateful for. um And then just affected it over time, over time, and then started the wholesale side of the business. And, and obviously, our e commerce side's huge as well. So, yeah, it was very gradual for the first couple of years because so I grew it alongside gcse's and then alongside A levels. And then I've been full time with it for around 18 ish months, maybe a bit more. Um, so, um, Eventually, being able to have that leap and being able, because I had obviously lots of schoolwork and everything going alongside this as well. I was very busy. I know I didn't go to festivals or anything like that with my friends. I was just fully dedicated myself to Pura and um, eventually, obviously, being able to not have any of the thing else in the background, no schoolwork, nothing else, no commitments, and just being able to have my full attention on Pura. Being free to do everything—it's just the best day ever. <laughs> yeah, and obviously being able to do stuff like opportunities and experience and I never thought I'd been able to have I mean who can say they've been on BBC Business News on BBC World News at the age of 18 or 19 just um <laughs> it was pretty awesome and um being able to meet people I never thought I'd be as well which is
2: pretty cool almost a bit of delayed gratification you know if you, if you put in the time early on then you know the, the idea is that hopefully you'll you'll get you know if you are able to delegate you mentioned that letting go is i think a big part of uh, growing a business isn't it because you're like you said you're very obsessive you know nor- normally get your hands into everything and, and then it's just like letting go and having other people have a bit of autonomy and do it on your behalf is kind of a strange thing but so what was your ch- what was your childhood like so like like really when you were really young what can you describe a little bit about your your upbringing um and also, would you describe yourself as a rule breaker too? So I know you buck the trend off the A-levels, but it'd be nice to hear, just for our listeners, um, you know, th- those folks that Harry said that, you know, might be, you know, um, plucking up the courage to do something or, you know, is there something you can kind of just talk about your, your childhood and, you know, did you have a normal childhood? Is there yeah, such a thing? I think
1: just fairly normal. Um, I'm, I'm an only child. My parents are divorced, um, but I have an amazing mum that... Um, took me to lots of clubs when I was growing up so um you know when you take things you know you do all your swimming everything like that and um other clubs arts and crafts etc my mum was like she'll find what she'll want to do and she'll just stick to one or two things I wanted to do everything (laughs) our weeks were full on (laughs) um she would just take me to every class and I never gave anything up um so I guess that's where my determination comes from but I wasn't the most confident of little people (laughs) um of children really I was quite shy um and then I've just grown with confidence over the years and um, I never thought when I was younger that I'd be able to go and speak on stages and, you know, speak to lo- like thousands of people on a stage um, and tell my story and be that confident to do yeah, that. Because
0: you did your one in Amsterdam, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. How many,
0: how many people was that?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe like 7,000, 8,000, 10,000, I don't know. It was quite a while ago. But it was, um, yeah, being able to sleep on a stage like in the like in Amsterdam, a massive world conference. It was amazing, and being able to be on the news and tell my story and have that opportunity is amazing. And yeah, I, I fairly just normal childhood. Um, went to state school. Um, just always worked really hard at school. Like I said, I was always quite bra- the brainy one. Um, everyone's kind of said, oh, she's quite geeky and likes to do her work, but yeah that got to A levels and then that just switched <laughs> um but yeah I was always like a doer at school I was always wanting to get involved with opportunities hence why I did the enterprise competition and um, I've always just gone with my gut um and given things a go and I have lots of passion for the business so hopefully that shows and um yeah I just I, I always just wanted to do everything and never gave up on stuff so um yeah I think that's where the determination streak comes from I guess
2: so it sounds like you like to experiment, like like you said, like to try new things. So do you get bored easily? No, not
1: really. I mean, I've not got bored so far. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think I'll ever get bored. Oh, maybe one day, but um, <laughs> I, I I don't really get to obviously there's tasks that I don't find as interesting as fun. I just know they have to be done. Um, obviously, when I get to do my creative stuff, um, like I'll still take Instagram stories and create content myself, even though I've got team members that can do that now um, and stuff. But yeah. Um, I don't get bored too easily. Um, I just always want to better myself and better the business and grow the business and seek new opportunities because opportunities don't just fall at your feet. You have to go out there and seek them and um, meet people. You know, find people on LinkedIn that you really just want to have a five-minute chat with and see if I can just share a little bit of experience with. If they can share a bit of experience with me, etc. And um, yeah, I think just building, meeting people. I always. Can all I can say is no. That's what I think. They can always just say no. want no time? I'm really sorry, but it's not. It's always worth a try. That's what I always think.
0: So if we could arrange for you to have a coffee with anybody, who would it be and why?
1: Yes, I definitely know who this is. It's been my same answer for the past few years, and uh, I kind of think it may happen soon. I hope so. Um, but there are two sisters um, called Hannah and Sophie from Wales, and um, they own a brand called Spectrum Collections. Um, which is like a vegan and cruelty-free makeup brush brand, massive. And they started it in their garage in Wales. <laughs> so I had, uh, kind of a very similar story to them. And um, I actually listened to a webinar with them the other day, and I was just—I felt so pumped afterwards because they were just so relatable, so down to earth. there was no business jargon and fancy language. It was just straight to the point and um, very, very real. And, um, yeah, their experience, a lot of people think their brand is an American brand. Um their standard is just so high. Um, and just you know, it's same industry, um, well very, very similar industry, and um just being able to sit with them would be my, my dream. They have a pink on Carnaby Street and I'm literally obsessed. <laughs> Carnaby Street is my favourite place to shop and then shop and I just think that is insane. Um I always look at what they're up to and how they're growing their brand and looking at their social media and yeah, it really, they were really, really big inspirations of mine. And um, they won the Great British Entrepreneur Award, I think, last year, the main one for the whole country. And um, yeah, they're they're the two they're the two girls I'd like to meet. And uh, I like the sisters as well because uh, my mum works quite closely with me. She really she's the best sounding board ever. And um, when it comes to pies and just throwing ideas off, at her. she'll always be interested and willing to help. So um, yeah, um, I love to meet them maybe it's gonna happen hopefully soon obviously not at the minute because i etc but um yeah
0: have you spoken over the phone at all or is it actually you've never spoken to um, at all yet
1: so when i i mean i've met a couple of people at events who have said i know these i'll put a good word in with you etc I'll, I'll try and make the, the connection happen and the meeting happen but it hasn't happened yet just because their schedules are so busy and um, everyone's so busy in life aren't they but um yeah, when I watched the webinar with them on the other day, I sent them a tweet, um, <laughs> basically saying we use your makeup brushes on every single one of our shoots. <laughs> I sent them a little picture, and um, they were like, "Oh, that's amazing!" And I, I, I might message them on LinkedIn or maybe something like that, and just try and get a little Zoom call because everyone's got time at the minute. So yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's a quite a good segue. Actually, so you mentioned um, that the COVID or the you know the Corona situation has been a good time for reflection. Um, how has that impacted your your business um, and, and what have been the biggest challenges and, and where do you see the biggest opportunities are from you know being in lockdown the last few months?
1: Yeah definitely and um, I think it's such a good time to be able to reflect on the work on business plans and look at results and look at our data through analytics that we've got going on um, I think it has obviously brought about a push towards online um, so we we're actually on Amazon as well and being able to put more attention onto those platforms and um, our online platforms has been a really good sort of motivation um because maybe we always spend a lot of time in anyway but even more so now it's so it's so crucial um being able to just reflect again and have that time it's been different because obviously we do a lot of shops and physical retail so obviously that's gone out of the way <laughs> um, but yeah um It's going to be a big change for everybody. Um, It already is a big change. I think it will be for quite a while. Um, So just being able to work towards our online a bit
2: more—that's that's a a pretty good. I I think you're right. I I think people are being forced online, um, and you know, you either sit on your hands or you do something about it. And it sounds like you've been very proactive, you know, developing those online channels.
1: Yeah, we've been really busy. um, Which I'm grateful for because it might have gone a bit weird and insane. (laughs) But um, yeah. um, We've been, fortunately, really busy with some um, subscription box orders, etc., um, which another another thing that I think is going to absolutely go through the roof in terms of our industry. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it's just life, isn't it? I think people's habits are going to change. I mean, they were already changing beforehand. I think it's just going to change even more. So now um, to online. So yeah, um, just being able to reflect and have that time to just overlook everything and bring you know bring things forward. You know. Before you might have been quite overwhelmed with everything going on, and you don't have that time to relax. For a lot of the time, right at the start, I was just winging it, <laughs> just winging it with no plans in place, etc. Just going for it and just giving it a go. But being able to, you feel a lot more comfortable in yourself, and it's good to set more targets and aims and reflect on pre. You know, hindsight is a great thing, and reflect on previous, you know, successes and sales in the past next half a month. So yeah.
2: So talk about habits, what, what is your, if there was a habit that you could share with our listeners, you know, do you have a favorite habit um, that uh, you feel has contributed to your success? Let's just say for our, our younger listeners, you know, whether um, that, that might, be, um, might be something, if there was one thing that they could do that would, that would help move the needle. And I, and I know that obviously your, you know, life, life is complex uh, and there's lots of different habits we have. Some are good habits, some are bad habits. Um, but it's um, more along the lines of yeah the the compound effect you know a, a good habit that you you may not have always had it but something that you kind of brought into your life in the last five years that has has contributed to your
1: success. Yeah, I think it has just been you got to give up your time. You've just got to sacrifice that time for a little bit at first and just dedicate yourself 100% constant I feel still feel like I'm still constantly on the business every single minute of every day it's always on my mind um it's quite hard to relax sometimes but yeah I think just having that constant just giving it a go and thinking how can we make this better how can we do what what could we do what's a campaign we can do what can we do for content what can we do for this how are we going to improve this how can we get better than our competitor how can we do this um I think it's just that desire for more and better better in the business and better in the success. um yeah I think it is just that constant 24 7 dedicate yourself just dedicate yourself Be passionate um things are going to go wrong Every it's things go wrong for everybody but um yeah just being 100% in it in the long run it will definitely definitely work out and be worthwhile yeah
2: fantastic and you know on that note obviously not everyone is in that mindset so have you been able to surround yourself I know you mentioned your mother was has played a big part in your supporting your your business early on but is there any have you been able to um, surround yourself with like-minded individuals that can kind of get you you know understand where you're coming from
1: that's what I mean yeah with, with the competitions that I've been able to enter like being able to be friends with people like Harry even though we live at the opposite ends of the country we always just drop each other a message and Just think, what about this? I'll just have a day in London and go to an event and have a big day of inspiration. Just chat through ideas, and we don't even live near each other, and we don't speak to each other every second. You know, we don't speak to each other every week, but there's there's a person always there. Yeah, being able to be in these competitions with others is has been really, really, really great because I did at first I kind of thought, am I the only person doing this? Because I didn't know anybody else really else doing this. Um, Then I thought, found all these people that. Young people that are doing the same thing as me in similar positions, you know, weighing up the whole university business (laughs) um, debate and everything like that. And um, I think just surrounding people that are in a similar position is great, but also older people who are, you know, experts in the field, just having a little chat with them. And yeah, I think, yeah, it is being, I I did think at first I was, am I just like an oddball? Am I a weirdo? Like, am I just the only person running a business this age? Um, So yeah, we've even got, I've got. Friends across like the country that I've been able to meet um, in like Ireland as well and other countries. It's it's pretty pretty cool to be able just to have that support network of they're just a WhatsApp. Guy. Yeah, I can always ask for advice.
2: That's really good. Uh, but but in order for you to create this support network from scratch, you know, entering these competitions has played played a role. So and you obviously took the first step and sold your first product. You know at a you know very micro level and then. Um, Would you say your vision, obviously your vision's probably, well, how would you say your vision's evolved for the business from that very first time you made your first lip balm to to now? I mean, has it been a, I guess it's been a a journey?
1: Yeah, um, and I first, I never ever in a million years dreamed that the business would become what it has now and what it can possibly be in the future from literally making 15 weird lip balms in my kitchen (laughs) Um, that weren't very good. Um, obviously it was just a bit of fun and then um, i think when i was like going through a levels it was still quite a bit of fun obviously in year 10 i did the challenge then year 11 was quite gcse heavy so it was still just a bit of a sideline just a little bit of fun project to work on whilst obviously dedicating a lot of time to studies um, it was when i got to a levels where i thought imagine if i could just do that my whole time and not do anything else and then I kind of geared myself up to that and was meeting people and entering things and trying to trying to just build up my experience and thinking like this weekend oh well, I only had one lesson on a Wednesday and I thought driving all the way to Huddersfield and back is just not worth it for one lesson <laughs> so uh, that's why I failed geography um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I kind of just thought Wednesdays are going to be a purer day. Uh, I'm going to make my time worthwhile, and then all my teachers were like, we will see you on the apprentice one day, or Dragons, the set, et cetera. And they just left me to it because they knew, you know, it's busy times of the year as well, Christmas is our, you know, from October onwards, we are mad, mad busy. And um, they just knew to leave me alone and just respect what I'm doing. And I just had a di- little bit of a different path for everybody else. And... Um, yeah, that kind of stage when I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I know I can do this. I want to have my full attention on it and be able to do everything 24-7 without anything else in the background. And I think that was that stage when it became more than just a bit of fun.
2: So you mentioned earlier on that you, you trust your gut. So I think that's a really good message as well. Um, I know it doesn't, I, I guess everyone has a slightly different view of as far as you know, validating business plans and all this but I think that's really inspiring the fact that you you followed your gut um you know you bucked the trend when you finished your a-levels because you wanted to immerse yourself into into something you're really passionate about and you know I think um a lot of well everyone's under different um I guess peer pressures and you know the, the way that things should be done and that's why I asked you earlier on whether you were you know a rule breaker by you know by nature or was this something that you just just followed your instincts, I guess, um, and followed your your, uh, your passion because not a lot, lot, lot of people I think they uh, they might not take the, the same route so um, do you have any comments about that? I
1: think um, yeah in terms of the rule breaker thing, I mean I wasn't a bad kid at school I wasn't like a very naughty kid, but I, I definitely eventually during A levels I was just I just I just knew I had this passion. I think it's just instinct. I think as an entrepreneur you naturally have an instinct if you believe so much in your product and your or your service you will just instinctively be able to make decisions and I just think I've got this and I'm gonna give it my best shot and if I don't if I have a bit of a stumble on something I'll just ask for help and people can just say no um if they want to so yeah um and I've always got these amazing people that I've met through these competitions and we've got customers I always chat to customers, and, they're the people behind the screen sometimes, but we can always chat and just, their support is amazing as well. Being able to have those loyal customers who are really big advocates of Pure and the brand
2: have you have they have they helped um, develop your product? I guess by engaging them, do you get a lot of good ideas from your customers? Yeah,
1: definitely. That's um that's a big part of what we're going to be doing in the next sort of year or so. Is looking to them for what products they want to see, and um, so just asking them all the time. We've always asked them for what flavors of our current two products our lip and our lip balm what they want to see um so we started with three flavors and now i think we've got 12 <laughs> um so um just seeing what they want to we, it's all for them we want to know what adds value to them and what they want to see and um they have pretty big ideas so um, i think we're going to be busy
0: <laughs> one final question from me is if you could leave our audience with one piece of advice um something that you've taken from this journey you've had so far what would that one piece of advice be
1: um, I would say, be simplistic at first, keep it simple. Don't overstretch yourself. Um, I could have created masses of ranges of products, but I didn't. I just wanted to be you know getting really, really well and being very, very good at one thing is amazing place. and just be you have to do something you're passionate about because it just won't it just won't work, I'm afraid. And um, you have to be you have to live read the business. 100% and be really really passionate about what you're doing your product your service um, and providing the most effective you know the most the best service and the best product um yeah I it's just just don't give up so if things are going to go wrong but don't give up um be persistent if you are passionate about something you can make it work um obviously for me there wasn't much start-up cost with pure as well which was good so you can try and do something yourself first and use everything free around you. Contact your local newspaper. Tell them what you're doing. Get on social media. Connect with people. Look at publications you could have a chat with and do an interview with. Be willing to do stuff for free. Um, but there are free lots of free resources out there. Um, and when you can, have a great website. <laughs>
0: Actually, and just touching on that subject, are there any resources out there that you've used um, that you can share with the audience? Maybe some websites, um, some books. Um, that can really help benefit our audience if they're looking to start their own business?
1: Yeah, um, I think LinkedIn's a great place just for finding anything. At the minute, there's loads of webinars going on and um, things like like podcasts and everything like that and just listening to them and taking it all in whilst you've got the time. Even if you're just chilling in bed, you can just have a... I always say it's quite good to have a notepad at the side of your bed because if you're like me and you've got like such an active brain, you can't sleep, just have a little notepad. Yeah, I'll just type it in your notes. Um, yeah, um, in, in the middle of the night, sometimes you come up with the best ideas and you just say, I need to write that down. I just got everything written down in my notes. My notes are instant. <laughs> They've got so <laughs> so much content in there. And just, I always type my ideas down before you forget it because there's a lot going on when you're in a business. There's a lot of things going through your mind. You're looking at sales, marketing, everything, everything logistics, manufacturing, the lot. Um, so yeah, I just say... Um, more than ever, there's more online resources out there. Just listen, just listen to people taking their advice, their experiences. Um, I would definitely recommend if you are in the age category, like entering the transfer wise 20 to 20 at the minute. The applications are open. Um, <laughs> this cohort, um, I would definitely. Oh, it was the best, was the best experience I've ever had in my life, and um, also a factor when that opens up next year. Um, if you are eligible and under 25 for that. Um, it's, it's a great, great experience just to meet people who are on the same journey as you and learning the same things as you and just connecting. Yeah, I would just say that, that's a great opportunity as well. There's a lot of competitions out there, but maybe not just for the prize, but just to connect with young people, like-minded people.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's about just finding those opportunities because there are so many out there.
2: That's, that's really good. I mean, it's been, um, it's been really interesting um, learning about your, your story, your journey. Um I love the fact that you're you know i guess tenacious, you know you know you, you like to keep, you know quest to learn more, keep it simple, um never give up you know um it's it's a really good message, and I think attitude having that attitude, the right attitude to start with is is so important, and you've clearly got that that drive um and that can do attitude, and you're not not afraid of failure uh it's just taking that first step. So I, I think it's really, um, it's really interesting to learn about, you know, what, what you've done with Pure Cosmetic, uh, and I think you know you're going to continue. You you will, yeah, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. So it's a really, a really good message.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And if people want to find and follow your journey, um, where do they go? Have you got a website, social media, LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so our website is purecosmetics.co.uk. Um, all our social medias are just at Pure Cosmetics, and and if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, um, it's at Pure Cosrose, um, which sounds a bit a mouthful to say, but it is just rose. <laughs> I can't even say it myself. Um, yeah, so you can just find me on there on LinkedIn, just rose.
0: Dice. Awesome. I mean, sadly, that's all we've got time for, but Rose, thank you so much for joining us on the Rocky Pod today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rocky Pod join us next week and you do not want to miss it as we're going to be sitting down with the UK's number one motivational business speaker Brad Burton. Of course thank you to our awesome sponsor Flexi who is the mecca for all your subscriptions. Download from the app store today or check out their website at flexiapp.uk that's f-l-e-x-y app.uk. Check us out on social media at wearerocketpod and of course hit that subscribe button. Have an awesome week and we'll see you next time.